Welcome to the Divorce Devil Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Rachel. Follow us as we dive into all the positive and negatives of post-divorce recovery. Stay tuned for some real and sometimes raw end-of-the-road divorce topics. Please put on your big pants because we're full of honesty, authenticity, and irrefutable truths. This progressive podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. Enjoy. Good for you. Dave knows what's up. Uh, we're recording, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome by your editing then. Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 79. Uh, today's the top 10 ways to uh, get a divorce, live in the same house, and have boyfriend, girlfriend. So Relationships. Relationships, yes. <laughs> top 10. How to, uh, how to be adult. Yes. Dang it, I don't we, wanna. We have uh, Melissa on the mic. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank this is her so first time and... Hopefully not her last time. Oh my gosh, and, I'm just going to um, listen to her accent the whole time. Let's, um, let's ask Melissa to give us a short story of how you came about being divorced. Okay, well, I haven't plunged as far as the big D yet. That's the next step. But I'm currently se- uh, separated from my husband, and but we live in the same house. And we both date different people, which is... An interesting dichotomy and freaks a lot of people out because theoretically I think people think you're supposed to be really angsty and angry towards your ex and I think very often if you haven't healed or aren't willing to heal or aren't willing to see things that is absolutely where you are but we have decided that we move in and out of the house and the kids we have two kids and that the kids uh, use that as a sacred base for them, yep. which works really well. And it, thank you, thank you. And even sometimes now, it, I step back and think, "Bloody hell, is that me? Am I really being a little? Oh my god, I am." So that's kind of exciting. Um, you know, it still has its hurdles and things and challenges, but we decide that the kids have to have somewhere safe. For me, I had always thought that you never stay together for kids because you're then teaching them not to value themselves. Um, and so anyway, that's where I am. So I'm currently at home with my soon-to-be ex-husband. We've been together 20... We met 27 years ago, married 20 years before we decided to separate. So... Like more than half of my life has been the same person. So it's intense. But I listened to a record this morning. You know how we all have a record that yeah. vibe is a good vibe and grounds us? Yeah. So anyway, mine is, and it's ironic really, it's the sounds of blackness, I believe. And I used to vibe to that in the 80s when it first came out. Didn't really think much of it, just like to move to it. And then about the last 18 months or so, it's really been my jam. And it just really grounds me in it. and there's a great line in it says um no need asking where i've been just ask me where i'm going perfect which wow. i think and how long have standing. you guys been separated uh so separated but not separated yes well, exactly yes. Yes. not together uh, to, intimately so when when we had the discussion was september 2020 you know when we're all living at home for far too long with each yep. other oh yeah and all that truth starts to bubble to the surface and we can't not see it we have to see it i think too during covid a lot of people didn't um didn't make it out um no because covid was 
in your face. You had you couldn't go anywhere, so you yeah. had to deal with all those issues. Like if you're going to work, I don't have to deal with that person for you know eight to twelve hours, depending on how much you work. Yeah, and then all the kids stuff. The kids were at school, all those things. But COVID really put it in our in our faces. Like, hey. Is this the person you want to spend the rest of your life? We're in a pandemic. The world is coming to an end. Is this the person I want to end up with? Well, for me as well, it was, you know, trying to get two kids schooling on, well, like most of the world, two kids schooling online. Yeah. And that was exhausting. Yeah. Exhausting because everybody's on in the internet. So, um, you know, we lose connection a lot of the time and the kids get frustrated. It's just hard. Um. The family dynamic was definitely tested during COVID. Yeah. Because most people are not teachers and, you know, we teach our children, you know, respect and, you know, just the basic things of life. And we hope that teachers can give them that education that we may not be excellent in, you know, like I'm a nurse and I know all the biology stuff, but you come out with, at me with like fourth grade math and I'm like, what? So a lot, a lot of things that people, swept under the rug proverbially um was brought to the surface because you know okay we have to stick together because we can't see people we can't see our you know our family support you know we didn't want to give anybody gets anybody sick and you know then you have family members that may have gotten sick and then you can't reach out to them so there's a stresses that were just piled on and you had to either confront them and again i don't I feel like a lot of marriages did not survive COVID because right. it was in your face and we had to, we had to adult, like you said. But I think a lot of people aren't speaking about it either. I think, or I think a lot of people are staying. I think a lot of people are compliant and mm-hmm. I found I lost myself as, a, I think a lot of mums do this. Yep. You lose yourself as a mum, you forget who you are mm-hmm. and then you start rediscovering who you are and you find you've outgrown where you are. Not in a bad way. You've just outgrown. You've both gone different paths. Yeah. And that's hard to accept. But also it's, um, well, I know my other half said to me, you know, we couldn't have healed if we were staying together. We couldn't have been on this healing journey we're on now. Yeah. Separately, if we'd stay together, we just couldn't have done it because there was too much pain. Well, and and it comes from bizarre places, stuff like... Stuff from when you're kids, you don't even know. Yeah. And it suddenly bubbles to the surface. Yeah. You know, I found this. I'm going to go off topic, so I'm sorry. Well, well, not off topic. Oh, welcome yeah, to perfect. the first welcome. devil podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Not off topic, but what I would say, speaking to when you start dating someone else, you have that flurry of excitement and it's wonderful and everything else and you're rediscovering who you are and who someone else is and how you are with that person. But then also what you do is you discover your pain and your traumas Mm -hmm. and what it is when you get to a space of being comfortable with another person and you trust the other person all this um density yeah okay crap yeah i would say density but we can go crap yeah all this dense crap yeah bubbles to the surface and it's so easy for us to say "Mm -mm, that's you you bought that you gave me that that's all you and it's not it's because you're comfortable with someone else i'm just gonna look it's really weird being on camera because I just keep wanting to get eye contact with both of you. That's so okay. You I'm just saying, you can I'm do whatever you want here. I'm going to swing a lot. Look. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's what you're into. I'm yeah. going to judge. About to say, but that's another program. <laughs> that's, that's another podcast. We don't, say, yeah, yeah. we don't judge pineapples. Yes. But let, me, but let me interject here. You know, you were talking about music and mm-hmm. my, my mantra was, uh, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You're plumb well, man. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> 
She should be on Google Maps. She's a fun new black woman. I did that song in the third grade talent show at Grover Cleveland Elementary School in Rahway, New Jersey, and we came in second. I wouldn't tell anybody that. Really? Yeah. So she used to do a show in the 80s, I think. Yeah. And in England, it used to be on a Tuesday night. My grandparents were completely off topic again. And my grandparents always, always used to come over on a Tuesday night. And so they'd have to stand, sit there and watch me dancing in front of the screen. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a good Mickey? You oh, know? my God. Mickey. I know. Hey, Mickey. I love her. And she still has got the grooves in her 90s. She's yeah. amazing, yeah. that woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw I mean, her on Sunday morning. She's, yeah. she's, she's amazing. Yeah. I know, right? Anyway, back back away from Tony Basil. Recoil. <laughs> back back yeah. to the wars. Let's just recoil from uh, that. Can we, can we go back to let's, – let's revisit the kid thing. Okay. So – but eventually, you guys would go separate ways. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, and um, when I did my kid, um, we call that kid uh, parenting time. Yeah. I did 50%. Okay. Half on, half off, changed on Sundays. And it, and it, yeah. and it worked pretty good. But it, it didn't start like that. She wanted them 90%. And I said, uh-uh. So, does, my yeah. question is, um, so you're – New relationships, do they come to your house or do you go to yeah. their house or how, how do you introduce so your kids to that? My new relationship, I go to their house. Okay. Our house is sacred. The, have, home, the family the- home is sacred. There's no one else comes to that house. Okay. That's the agreement we have, which works perfectly. Okay. So we take our energy out of that house and the energy in that house is just the four of us and a few animals, you know. So have the kids met the other people? So um, they have met his. They one of them has met mine. Okay. Not both of them. Okay. Yeah, because you're also I'm new. super protective, and yeah. you're and you're new in it too. Yes. So it's, yeah. It's a it's a big deal introducing the kids. To so the how person. did you two na- navigate that then? I presume you're both in relationships. Um, when I was when I was dating before I met Lance, um, my kids didn't meet any of them. Yeah. Um, just because. I got to that point where I was like, she ah. went through. She went through so many. <laughs> I did. I mean, I had. Oh, as somebody said to me earlier, the slut stage. Yes, it's ho face now, now serving. We call it the ho face here. Yeah, so it's like being in the deli counter and putting a yeah. ticket. Yeah, I would I'm like next. one I'm of next. each, please. I'm next. It's my turn. I mean, you can get some really good salami at the deli. Oh, really? <laughs> Really? La, 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 la. Really? I can't even put my fingers in my ears. Bugger. Yeah. Um, I just want her to speak because I love all this, oh, okay. you know. Um, but yeah, no. So um, the one relationship that I had before Lance was three months. And um, I was about to introduce him. And then he dropped this bomb on me. And I was like, okay, I'm never introducing my kids to anybody ever. And then met Lance. And I met his daughter like day five. He was just like, he's, he, I guess he called his daughter and was like, I met this girl. I really like her. Will you come to dinner? And so I met her really quick. I met his dad like the first week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was, oh, okay. Well, COVID then happened and they met the kid. Lance met my, um, the ones that were available pretty quickly. Yeah. I didn't talk to my son for a while after my divorce because he was very angry. And, uh, my daughter okay. was at college. How old so- is he? He'll be 25, and then oh, my okay. daughter's 21, and then my youngest is 11. Yeah. So he met Logan pretty quickly because I had him. Like, so whenever I was yeah. with Logan, I'm like, hey, I'm bringing Logan. He's like, okay. So the ones before this relationship, which is, you know, my my baby, mm-hmm. um, I was like, no. Because I wasn't I wasn't doing a relationship. I wasn't going to get hurt again. I was going to hurt you before you hurt me. Um, And then the one that lasted for about three months, I was like, okay, well, maybe we can – 
go to the movies or go to the arcade or do something like that where yeah. it's not so much here's mom's boyfriend, here's this guy, you know, this is just a fun outing, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, I'm with another those, human, another yeah. adult person. It's Yeah, it's not the person that's trying to replace your dad or anything like that. So we never put that pressure on the kids. And and if my kids ever said, like, no, I don't want to, I would absolutely have respected that. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, so. Mine were a little bit older. Um, yeah. Okay. They were high school, college, and I really didn't care. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get to that yeah. point? I think you get to there that point, go. too. Yeah. So. And there we go. Yeah. And you get to the point where you know your child. You yeah. know your child and how they're going to react to any new newness, right? Yeah. Well, well, let me tell you, though. But there was a couple you tell me. that I went out with that, that <laughs> I'm I getting comfortable, David. that they weren't good for me. And I knew my daughter knew they weren't good for me. But she never said anything. You know, she respected right. me but mm-hmm. because she knew eventually I'd, I'd figure it out. Right. Like, hello, dad. You would know uh, you like different But you texture. have to work that out for yourself. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody, doesn't matter what relationship... And I truly believe this. Everybody brings us something to learn. Yeah. yeah. About another human being, but also more than anything about ourselves. David calls Isn't that a- cereal dating. He tried all the different cereals. He had to see which one was the flakiest, which one was dry, which one like hurt the roof of your mouth. I kind of stay away from that kind of crunchy. <laughs> I'm I more mean, into the Captain Crunch. <laughs> which one I'm pretty which sure it was Fruity milk. Pebbles. Yeah. Oh, Fruity yeah. Pebbles was his good one. And But yeah, so you, I think you... Being married, like I was married 23 and a half, 24 years, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't know and who half, you yeah. are, like, you know, from when I was dating at 19 to dating at 45, who the hell am I? Like, what what I've been through, the, the things I've been through in life, and all the survival things and the traumas we call, you know, um, i changed so much since, like... It molds since, you. Since 30s, you know, yeah. so... I think you have to date different people and fall into the, I don't like this, I like that. And it's almost like a pros and cons shopping list. Like, will I accept any disrespect? No. Will I accept you breathing? Yeah, not today. I don't really care. You know, because you get (laughs) into that too. Not like like that. Would I accept you chewing your food? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard that last time? My daughter's like, Mom, I can't date him. He chews loud and he opens his mouth. And I'm like, okay, well, that's her thing. But... Okay, it's That's hard. hilarious. But no, but, you have but to she's check still off with your bike. Right? Kim? Is she still with him? No, no. Yeah. This is that was when she was dating. Okay. Like she's not dating anybody right now, I don't All think. Right. But who knows? But um I think you have to go through that proverbial checklist in your head. Yeah, you know, like I say all the time, like anything that resembled my ex was a no. You could have been the nicest person in the world. You could have been freaking like the <laughs> you the Zeus. I don't know. But you could have Jump through hoops or whatever and just been awesome. But any mannerisms, any, you know, narcissism, any things that I was uncomfortable with or it gave me that little twinge, I was like, nope, sorry. Right. You know, right. like I had one guy, I was at work and I didn't text him in the in the morning, like good morning or whatever. And it was like noon and he had texted me at like seven and I didn't see it. And he was <laughs> mad he didn't text him back. So I'm like, all right. So I text him back and he didn't text me back for like, Two hours, I'm like, oh, bye. That this is uh, this isn't working for me, because I already knew that once he was mad that I didn't text him back right away. I mean, I'm busy. Like, I'm I have a job, you know. I have a life. So yeah, question, yeah, question. So there's okay. a lot of. So how do you meet somebody? Right. How did how, how did you meet somebody? Okay, so it's it's quite a sweet Look at story. Her smiling. Oh yeah, she's smiling, Woo! boy. Woo! So it's it's because it's 
Otherwise, I switch the camera off. <laughs> so, is anyway. that the universal like F you? It's so. just a slightly politer version. <laughs> yeah. We'd like the politer version. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so okay, so um, like the majority of everyone that's looking to date, you have to go online. Yep. So I went online and I was looking for friendship, just to looking to get out of the house really and meet people that had. Did you use a interest. specific app? I used Facebook. Okay, I'm not proud of using. She went, Facebook. She went old school. I mean, I did new go school. old school. New school, old school. How Facebook. Facebook. Okay, because we don't know how Facebook worked. That was a little like after I was already dating. So I'm impressed though that you figured it out. Yeah, okay. same. Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll like, take that, David. Thank yes. you very much. Does it Thank give you much. people that are like the third degree of your friends, or does it like how does um, it find people for you? Uh, no, you fill out a profile like you do with anyone so else. Just like okay. okay, so, so it's, it's like has it, it has a dating profile. Okay. So anyway, do you want the story? I do. Yes. Shall I shut up? No, oh, oh, I love her. Now. I love her. Now. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so the story is. Um, this guy's profile came up, and uh, on the profile was this specific flower, random. Um, and I'd had this job, and this woman said to me, would you like some seeds of this specific flower? And I planted this specific flower, and it hadn't grown properly. So I saw this um, and reached out to him and said, hey, look, um, would you – help me work out what I'm doing wrong because he's a gardener. So he, he gave me some tips. And, and then I said to him, of course, and then I said to him, would you like to meet for a cup of tea? A cup of tea. Oh, very good. Oh, my that's God. Right. That's so, a cup of tea. A, a spot of tea. A spot of tea. A spot of tea. So that's, uh, so that's how we met. But we didn't start dating. We, we hiked a lot together for um, a few months, and then we started dating after that. So. How was he with the arrangements that you had? What, of... You still, still living with your ex? Completely fine. Okay. Like unbelievably fine. Okay. So it's like a like a gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you found a unicorn. That is what we call a unicorn. Yeah, that's a unicorn. It's a mythical mythical it creature. Yeah, that's they amazing. Don't, they don't exist. That's a unicorn. You so got lucky. Good job, girl. Good job. Next oh we gosh, find Care Bears. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what? So next, next we, we find, find the Care Bears. bears. <laughs> so um, they live in the cloud. That's, in, that's a really interesting. I. I suppose I'm so used to him being open to that. Yeah. It doesn't even occur to you me. You don't know the opposite. Because I know yes. when I was dating yes. and I told people that I was living downstairs because yes. I couldn't afford to move out. Yes. Um, they were like, what? Are you oh, really know. divorced? Are you really this? Or are you? am I just a game in your there ploy? Was, are you going to bring me home for like a threesome? Like all this crazy went, stuff yes, that people would ask me. And I'm like. No, I just didn't move out because my kids are there. Yeah. And if I move out, then right. I'm moving out. So it is it my place to be there? And then, you know, it took till I moved out to, you You know her too. Oh. I moved out to my friend's house with her parents and all of her stuff. But I still was the outsider because I left. Yeah. So telling people that I still spent holidays and all of their stuff with my kids so they had a normal, people were taken aback. They were like, well, yep. how far are, are you at it? Fascinated by yep, it. They yeah, are. they are with me. If I tell yeah. them, they're like, they want to pull a chair up. It's so fascinating. It's an ex- why did, why it's do an you think when club. I asked you, I said, wow, how do how are you handling it? Because I know it was hard for me because especially when I was dating, living there, yeah. dating out, and I would come home at like one or two, he'd have me on the ring going, hey, are you, you were out all night. What are you? What's your problem? Real moms don't do that. Like just some angry stuff from my ex because yeah. he was hurt. Yeah. 
And then, like, oh, if I told her people, like, you know, oh, I got to go home. They're like, well, where are you going home? I'm like, my house. They're like, well, isn't your ex oh, there? And I'm like, yes. They're like, well, isn't that weird? I'm like, no. And sometimes we have dinner together and sometimes we do this. But I always respected our own time. So, like, it was supposed to be, like, my weekend with the kids because I didn't really want to hang out with him on the weekend. Right. Um, He would respect, like, hey, we're going away for the weekend or we're going, like, say we're going to Elage's or something. He'd respect, but I'd also invite him sometimes. Be well, like, we, hey, do you want to go? We're not going as a family. We're going yeah. as a family with the mom and dad unit. Yeah, like um, I'm the mom, you're the dad, blah blah blah. But not yeah. as like you know. And we yeah. had fun, and it was great. But the lot, a lot of people didn't understand that. Like I wasn't doing it to make you feel uncomfortable. I was doing it to make my family feel more comfortable in the situation that's really shitty. Right. Well, one, it's great because my kids. Well, when you you know you find oh, out. Yeah. When you find out from another parent that your kid has said, it's great in the house now because they don't shout at each other anymore. Yep. You yeah. know you've made the right decision. Yeah. Okay? And I think I, I, I said that before that one of my epiphanies was I do not want my daughter, especially my daughter, to yeah. see this bad relationship and say I got that from my parents because I have oh, so yeah. many past traumas from my childhood of my parents fighting that – I have never dealt with like fighting physically, like yeah. makes my body hurt. Yeah. And it's because it was always tense and whatever. And as soon as someone yells or is upset, I'm like, okay, what did Your I body do? Goes I'm, I'm that four year old, you know, I was going to say, cause that's, that's the weird dynamic. Most people don't realize no. is when something like that is triggered, you go, your whole body chemically, um, responds and repeats what in that moment and you go back to that age so like you said four-year-old mm-hmm. if that happened at four your whole body will feel like you're four again well, yep. that's, that's your it. mind wow. everything and we say too, it's the you weirdest have, thing you have to get back to that you have to get to rock bottom to know that you're healing and i says you can deal with traumas a little bit at a time you know like i say i always like raised my sister and you know I was always waiting for someone to take care of me, but yeah, I didn't realize how much I could take care of myself. But yeah, that's the that's the other thing. But that's a survival thing because if I didn't take care of myself, I wasn't eating or sleeping or you know bathing and doing all the things that I was supposed to do, supposed to get from a nurturing mother. Yeah. Um, that I became the mother that I needed. And I've heard that saying before: you become the once you've healed, you become the adult that you needed. As a child, you or have the to parent you yourself. Yeah, you have to parent you and a child. That's what's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. The dichotomy of parenting that, yeah, and also realizing that the only person that can really love you is yourself. Yeah, yep. that's a bastard. And Learning what? that one, yeah, is because that then puts the pressure on you. Yeah, because you can't reach out. I'm teaching my kids: don't allow anybody else. Don't fall into that trap with, with like the movies tell you, the lyrics tell you, of being completed by someone else. Because right. that's bullshit because you give your power away along with happiness absolutely you You have to do that yourself and then when you step into a relationship where you're doing she froze it on yours yeah that's okay okay. am i we got it we got you i'm not i I am moving i promise okay (laughs) sorry we're just doing some technical stuff no you're fine (laughs) um so i was gonna say so and also unconditional love because you can't unconditionally love anyone else until you unconditionally love yourself Right, and that, that welcome to the show, and that yeah. is a is a like I like to say to my fa- friends, it's like being slapped around the face with a wet fish, because it's that oh shit moment, yeah. yeah, and you're like oh my god. I yeah. think in your situation where you have all that positivity going on, I think you can heal better and more completely. 
Absolutely. And faster. Yes, I am such radically a different person than I would have been. I met my friend last night. I've not seen her for eight months. And we were both like, whoa, who are you? But in a great way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I even mentioned to you when I saw you at the at our mutual friends house. I was like, you, you seem lighter. Just your oh, air, yes, your spirit feels lighter. I am. You totally. know, the smile is brighter. The you know, and again, you're going through some painful shit. Absolutely. But you can tell that your your spirit, your soul, whatever that is, you know, that makes us who we are. You can just feel that it's a lightness. It's a you know, not a grinding teeth, and you're not like. Yeah. When am I going to cry next? Or when am I going to get yelled at? Or when is something going to happen? But if you can meet in the middle with your ex and, you know, like I've said before, I still get along with my ex because, you know, we have, we loved each other at a point to have children and a family and a marriage and all of our stuff. Right. And yes, shit comes up all the time. But if you can get to a place where it's not like I'm picking at you, you're picking at me and then I'm a defense and then you're in defense and whose fault is it actually anyway? Right. And you're taking your peace in this situation and knowing that in the situation where before you weren't happy and in order to get to the proverbial happy, you have to go through all the, all the stages and all the steps and all the, all the, you know, I am so, so proud of the two of us for how we're handling this. Yeah. Yep. I think not, everybody, not everybody can do that. No. Oh my God. And you have yeah. to step out of it because there's a lot of times you're just angry. Like, why did I stay in it so long? Or why did I put my kids through that? Like, my big thing is like, I never ever wanted my kids to see what I grew up in. And I kind of gave them that. Like, my Ooh, parents are divorced yeah. and my parents fought all the time and there was always money stuff and there was always this and, you know, infidelities and all these different things that happen. I wanted to show my kids pure love and joy and all that, but I never dealt with all the shit that as a kid I was put, it was put in front of me. So once I stepped out of that chaos, like I I say all the time, stepped out of it and looked back in, I saw like, Oh wow, this is a cycle that's repeating. And the only one that's going to break it is me. So let's be the superhero. I love that you've said that because you have to be your own voyeur. You have to step back and be detached from it Mm -hmm. because that's the only time you're going to learn anything Mm -hmm. is if you do that. Um, But yeah, it's, it gives you an opportunity to see your own flaws. Yeah. But it also gives you the opportunity, like when I, when I regress back to my old pain, um, that used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. But now for me, I see it as it being an opportunity to see how far I've come. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a lot of self love, a lot of self forgiveness, sort of, a lot of self compassion has to go with it too. Yeah. And that's really hard to do to begin with and really foreign. Especially when you've been with somebody for so long and you're used to listening to that input in your life. So now did you and, and now your husband- I, But now I listen to my input first. Yeah. Now did the default, you're brought up to listen to a man. That's what society tells you yep. to do. Oh, especially our age, our yes. generation. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you guys meet here or in England or? What? Are you from? Oh, yeah. No, we transferred over. Okay. From Yeah. Okay. So no, he came with me. We The two of us came over with our dog in 2003. Okay. Yeah. That was it. And so do you yeah. think that, you know, in England there's a different expectation of yeah, what's divorce? The, what's, the, what's the divorce stigma in England? What's the Do you know what? Deal? It's really interesting because people ask me so much about that and I can't really speak to it because I've been gone so long. Okay. But I think it would have been so radically different because I would have had and he would have had our family around us. Okay. You know, because being here, we never 
Um, you know, my friends here have vacations without their kids. My friends back in England have vacations without their kids. So they have time, just the two of them. Yeah. We never had the opportunity here because we didn't have anybody here. Yeah. Um, and so that's an interesting dynamic. I think it would have been completely different. Is there a stigma there? About divorce. A divorce, yeah. Do you um, stay together because you did? You got married? I don't. I don't believe so. Is I don't believe so. Is the divorce rate lower? Do you know what? I don't, I don't even know, actually. Oh, okay. Look it up. I was going to say, I th- think you need to do a bit of Googling. Don't, look, <laughs> don't do Google, though. Do duck, 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 go. go. Duck, duck. <laughs> they don't want the government to know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but, um, but for the longest time, I think um, my other half and I were saying, you know, we think for years ago we should have stepped that into this but we weren't ready to do that because we were still under that cloud and that ruse that was sold of you stick it out you you got to make it work yeah you stick it out you stick it out you know and um my mum had passed Mm -hmm. a few years back and that was hugely instrumental yeah in my seeing my truth that was hugely pivotal for me yeah um and you know and i was worried about telling it's interesting because I was asked by so many people, who have you talked to Saver with? Nobody. Who have you run it past? Nobody. Nobody. I've run it past with myself. Like you're, yeah. like you're supposed to get permission. But, but, it, but yeah. also, or, or not, you know, I spent a long time thinking about this, and this might be a bit woo-woo for some of you, but it's coming out of me anyway. Um, so you like woo-woo. Do you? <laughs> okay, here we go then. So, if, so K-Y-L-E, Kyle Gray, G-R-A-Y, is an amazing guy, Scottish guy, beautiful guy, um, very spiritual. And he talks about this thing called cord cutting. Okay, I don't know if you've heard this. Yep. And it's hysterical. You have cords. I think I spoke to you when we saw each other yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. So you have cords and it's you like this little octopus and you have cords and they go out to hither and everywhere. But they also come into you. Um and we have them with all relationships. We can have them with strangers. It can be with places, people, um, memories. So what you do is you cut your cords. And when you cut your cords, so I do this pretty regularly. You cut your cords. When you cut your cords, you then detach from that energy. But it gives the opportunity for new energy to grow in. So a better relationship. Parking spaces. Yes, it's the right. same thing. Parking spaces. So David has heard a, this. We'll, yes. we'll tell you about parking spaces when you're done. Okay. So anyway, so you cut your cords. Um, and so that's why I didn't have to talk about it with anybody because I had, it woo-woo, I know, I had a conversation with myself, with my higher self. Is this in my best interest? Yes, this is. So I started cutting my cords and it cut me from pain. It cut me from heavy memories. I didn't want to revisit and so i found a lot of my memories it's the weirdest thing because it, i feel like i've lost my memory but it's not i've just cleared memory i've cleared space and when you clear space in yourself you allow goodness to come in yeah okay oh, yes. okay so you allow you allow the goodness to come in you make space for that and everything that was heavy and dark you release that and suddenly you, you can then hold that space. You cleanse that space and you hold it sacred and you allow the goodness to come in. It's like when you take somebody out of your life, there's space for somebody new to come in your life. 
Yes. Right? You got it. Right? We just had that conversation in the last podcast together um, about cutting relationship ties yep. and stuff. Yes. Yes, yes we did. Yeah. Yes. Did we? We're not going to make eye contact with today? David. Yes. Because yes. La, la, la. Don't that. look, don't yeah. look, don't look. <laughs> I can see him from here. He's got good eyes, too. Anyway. Yeah. He hasn't uh, danced yet, though. Hasn't he? Oh, <laughs> count me in. Um, and then the other thing um, I did is it's called Pew, Purge Emotional Writing. And you set a timer for 12 minutes. I can't remember that there's a guy, I read it in a book. Okay. It's called, the, I think it's called The Cleanse, um, but it's about emotional cleansing. Yeah. It's Purge Emotional, purge emotional Writing. And you set a timer for 12 minutes. If that feels overwhelming, you do it for less. So like nine, six minutes, whatever. Always a multiple of three because they're magic numbers. Just saying. Um, <laughs> and then um, set the timer and then get. don't type it. Do not under any circumstances type it. This has to be an, an energetic thing. So you purge your words. You start, you get a pen, you get paper and you write like crazy. And to begin with, you don't know what you're going to write. You just write what, what's frustrating you, your pains, your anger, where hmm. you are in life, what's pissed you off, what's pissing you off now. And the more you write, the easier it is. Oh. You're, but you're writing. That's pissing me off. Right. <laughs> your writing is illegible. And that's perfectly okay because when the alarm goes off, under no circumstances do you read it. No circumstances whatsoever. You go outside and you set light to that bastard. And you burn it and it just releases all of that stuff out of your brain. So you're releasing it. It's you, you're purging it. So it's going out of your brain through your kind hands. Kind of like podcasting. Yeah. Down yeah. onto the paper mm -hmm. and then you wow, release that into the universe. Yeah. Do not read it because otherwise you're taking that energy back in. It's like swallowing vomit. And I'm well, sure we, we do not want to do that. No, we don't. I've do never done that before. Yes. No. Yes. I no. haven't. Don't ever want to try ever. that. I, I love, I love the, different ways people heal. Like I always talk about journaling and yeah. journaling sometimes was mindless, but it became mindful right. when I knew that there was a pattern of my journaling. So like right. I would write in the morning, I try to write in at night, you know, when I wake up in the morning, if I had like a dream or something, I try to jot that down just so I knew like what is my chaos is. Yeah. Um, I think every time you speak it too, because like I'm speaking it out, right? I'm telling you my story. I'm doing this. At, it goes out to the energy and like it does, you, and, and into the universe. And yes. you don't have to take that back in. I found that a lot of my blame stuff right. went to other people, but it was how I reacted to other people. Right. So like I always say, I was a doormat for so long. I would right. just take in people's toxic and yeah. I would try to fix people. And, you know, I always thought I wasn't good enough. So let me make someone better. Like, let me help them get better. So then right. they're better around me. And I think through writing and then, you know, now eventually podcasting, it gets my thoughts out. And then when I read them before I send them out to any, when I listen to the podcast again, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't realize how much that bothers me right? or how much that affects me. Right. And now I can either work on it. I can let it go. Yeah. David would say parking spaces. So removing, so say you're like a high rise parking lot yep. and you have different levels of people. So like right. level one is your family, your friends, your tribe. I love level this. two is something like else, visuals. you know, and you keep going like, and as you work your space up, you know, or down whatever way you, you, you want to be in the penthouses and up on top, whatever. <laughs> As you remove some of those unneeded cars from those parking spaces, yeah. you allow other goodness to come in. And then you can be more selective on who's driving into your parking Ooh, lot. Yeah. So 
Um, some of mine are holding on to friendships too, too long, you know, holding on to like having to raise my sister. I had an alcoholic mom and she's passed away and I never really got to tell her I forgive her, but I didn't right. need to forgive her. I needed to learn why she was the way she does. Right. And now that I know why she had some of the issues she had, right. it was generational. So yeah. now my, my brain, I'm like, I'm the one that broke a generational curse in the maternal side I'm of my, now. my maternal yeah. side of my mom. Many generations back were abused and women are, you know, property and all that stuff. And, you know, you should be seen and not heard. And well, no, like I want everybody to have the same feeling of happy all the time, right. but I can't make other people happy. No. If I'm not happy, it's not your responsibility. And so, you know, I, I'm trying to teach my kids Follow your dreams, do things you love, like podcasting. I cannot wait for podcast day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm very excited about this. Actually. You know, and so you get to, and like we say, if we help one person, one if person. we, and if I have one person, that person says, hey, listen to this podcast. And then I have a guest on now because right. she's listened to the podcast. We spoke, you know, now she's able to heal. And if she, you know, she can, you can now listen back to what you've said yeah. and see yeah. how far you've come in just the last, you know, couple months. And also, and- well, like you say about putting it, you put it out in the universe. Yeah. And it lands somewhere. It's like yep. you're planting a seed. Yeah. That seed might sit in the darkness for the next month, and then two months. Yeah. Much better if you date a gardener. And he helps your flower grow. <laughs> I listen. I'm listening. And it helps and you it blossom. Helps. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways that um, people can heal. And you know, talking to someone who's newly in it. Yeah. And I've I'm going to be two years in July that I'm divorced. Yeah. But I've been dealing with it for about four or five years. Party. Happy when hour. <laughs> Happy hour party. <laughs> when I you know so going dance off. I mean, random dance parties are my favorite. I mean, let's go. Yes, please. Let's go. So, I mean, you could, you can see your growth even when this comes out, when you listen to it, you'll see your growth in what you, 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 you're becoming and healing and, you know, just, just finding a safe place is a really big, big deal. Right. And so you're saying, you know, cutting cords and parking spaces and we have all these ways to heal. You don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to no, go through no, this no. process alone. And, you know, you like you said, you haven't filed for the big D yet, yeah. but you're working <clears throat> to heal yourself before you're now you're just going to sign a paper that says that, you know, yeah, no, legally we're not bound thing. where a lot of people are working through their anger. They're this as they're going through the divorce. So that's why I think that's <laughs> why I think this is where I am now is such a blessing. Yeah, yeah. because blessing. I process that all before mm-hmm. or I'm or okay <clears throat> I don't wear it I don't wear that exactly. heaviness mm-hmm. I don't you know it's not I am not like we did right no no yeah. and, and again oh, don't get me wrong I've yeah. worn it you know yeah. with flowers and whistles and bows and yeah. sp- party sparklers on yeah but I don't wear it anymore you know yeah. I don't it don't, doesn't burden you yes I it's not um you know I'm angry I'm sad it's now um you know, I've got anger sitting with me. So it like sits next to me. That's the other thing too. It sits next to me and sits with me. Yeah. It's your shadow kind of. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to speak to as well when you said about being an empath earlier is um, so often we carry other people's emotions and we don't realize we are. Yeah. That's the other thing. I realized that I, what, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I have sadness and I'm, where the heck did that come from? Yep. 
didn't say fuck you lucky oh well um, you just did oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's okay we say it all the time i know i know but that um was funny oh my god but, <laughs> but and i called her right out right <laughs> well i knew i did i know you um did. <laughs> but so um your heaviness of other people's energy. Thank you. You're welcome. Now I've just said the F word. It's completely obliterated my memory. I mean, you just, did I just, you just get blanked here? it out. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you're an empath, so I get up in the morning and I have all this, you know, or I'm going through my day and suddenly I get this wave of energy over me, sadness. And I'm like, where the heck did that come from? That's the other thing too. And I think so many people do this and you're welcome because I'm going to teach you something else. Um, <laughs> Love her. <laughs> um, so... The other thing is um, I just ask the universe and I just put my hands on my heart and I say um, release the energy and density that belongs to others and return it to source with light and love. Nice. Because it's like wearing somebody else's heavy lead coat. Mm -hmm. It doesn't belong to you, mm -hmm. but you can wear it. It doesn't fit you, yep. yeah. but, you know, but you can wear it. And, yep. and for so many years I did wear it. Yeah. And once you do that and then after a few moments you're like, oh, but it's gone where did it go and that's been transformational for me because i would you know also i'd you know being in a house with your partner yeah and their heaviness or your kids whoever you take that on as your own and it's not yours and you feel um, as the mom you're supposed to fix things yes i, I mean i'm sure dads yes. do too but dads are more of like um they're the physical fixers and the moms are the emotional fixers, I yep. think, a lot of times. Yeah. So, like, if I were to go to my mom, my mom was the, I don't have time right now. Right. Where my dad was, like, my best friend and he'd right. try to do it. But he'd want to, yeah. like, okay, let me, how do I fix your broken heart? Oh. I don't know, put some oil in there. I don't know what happens. So it was always like change the subject, throw, a, throw a dad joke in there. Yeah. Um, and so I would always laugh through my pain yeah and i still do that yeah um because i don't want anybody to see my sadness because yeah. oh i'm a happy person i'm not supposed to be sad but to come to the the realization that i'm allowed to be sad but i'm also like you said i always say like you know i feel people's energies pretty quickly or if i know if yeah. I'm, we're gonna get along or if you have something that you're or why are you why are you acting like that what's wrong are you okay are do you need a hug you know one of those yeah. Yeah. um i always call them like the the energy hitchhikers where they're like okay i'm gonna carry you as far as i can but you're yeah, getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier and i'm yeah. like i can't deal he with your heavy, shit but he will say i ain't your brother there you go <laughs> exactly so i can't carry your your burdens when i have my own but i'm willing to help you see that you have your burdens and you know yes. and as a nurse I'm, i i heal physically yeah but i also can feel you know how how you're feeling okay so, so i'm just going to speak to that when you say you're going to help people see help you heal yeah that's the interesting the other dynamic as mm -hmm. you get older you realize not everybody's ready to see their shit yeah, yeah. you got to own your shit too yes yeah but not everybody's willing to see it and you can see it so radically yeah. being detached from it yeah but they can't see it and that's okay because for the longest time i couldn't see my own shit yeah 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 so but that's 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 an interesting thing to learn. But yeah, oh, I think, and there's, I think, times, think yeah. there's times that we're not ready to see our own shit. Oh you yeah. Know, you, well, you, you can know, tell. Some, kind of run from it. You're yeah. like, whoa, okay. You can that. you can say it a thousand times and something. Like I always say, like for my son, my son is very competitive. If right. he like he's playing baseball right now, if he doesn't get a hit, it's the world's over. Everything's done. I go, but did you have fun? Did you try to swing? Did you do this? You hit the ball. You got to first base. Yeah. You may not have got a 
a score, but how did you have fun and all yes. that stuff? And it don't, took don't look at the lack. It, yeah, and it took a lot of repetition of like baseball should be fun. You're right. 11. Yeah, he doesn't plan on being, you know, a major league baseball player. Right. Um, he's doing it just to stay active for hockey. Yeah. And so, like, it took me saying a thousand times. Blah, 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 blah. One time, Lance says something to him, and he goes, "Oh, okay, <laughs> of course." So I'm like, "Wait, is it just my Damn, tone? Lance. Is it my is it my relationship with him? Is no. it something?" It was someone else saying, "I'm yeah. proud of you that you had fun, that you did this. You didn't get stuck in the because the whole bench was like being negative and other things, and Logan just sitting there like, oh, what?" And so it took Lance saying, "You know, we're really proud of you not getting sucked into the negativity. Yes, you were upset that you didn't hit the ball, but you, there were some strikes. Like you swung the ball at some strikes. Okay, great. You didn't get a score on the board, but you were." A, pl- a player in this game, yes, right? You're so a member of a team. You can't hear your shit, yeah, until you're ready to listen to that inner. Maybe from somebody shit. else, yeah. other than your mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, so that's the truth. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear anything my mom said. It was like, nope, because I didn't feel like right. she was that protective adult. Right. And so anything she says, like, wasn't a, it wasn't benefiting me. It probably was. I mean, I've learned how, like. Some of my attributes, like um, I can draw and all sorts of stuff. My mom was very crafty. I have those things. Okay, crafty as in made things or crafty as a ha-ha, crafty. Oh, all. Like I'm oh. pretty sure my mom was like some kind of like healer witch person. Like she could like make <laughs> remedies and you're better. But anyway, I have a Join lot of my – I have a lot of that, you know, inner feelings of like – I can help you with my words. I can help yes. you through the situations I've been through. I can give you an example. But you, I can't help you help yourself right. unless you're willing to be helped. And I right. think that's why the podcast works for me and David so much is because we felt it and we didn't really have anybody to turn to. And, you know, when you're going through a nasty divorce or if you're going through something like, you know, living together and all these yeah. other things that have yeah. to happen. Like, we don't have any family here any. Like, my family is my yeah. children. Yeah. And so when I didn't have them, I was all alone. Even in a relationship, yeah. I felt all alone alone and the podcast helps me see that i'm not alone i have a i have a group village, of people village, village uh, you know and yeah, you we may not know them personally but if i can help you get through your day because you know like you said today i'm going to cord cut because i heard melissa on the podcast saying this i'm not sure how to do it but if i duck duck go it i may be able to figure out how that is and or, or yeah. who's the author that she talked to and we have lots of we have lots of resources just being human. Right. But we also need help sometimes and it's hard to ask for that. So I think that's why we love doing what we do because we learn stuff all the time just Good from time. talking to each other. Well, the thing is you're a catalyst for each other. Yeah. Because, you Soundboard, know. Soundboard, yeah. Yeah. You bounce off each other. And then because you're bouncing off each other, <clears throat> you you bounce deeper. And it yeah. gets deeper and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, when David's right, I really fucking hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I and help. I just ignore him and I, I don't make eye contact. no connection at all. No, I know. No, we no. we suck. We, no. we should yeah, probably yeah. not do this anymore. We have I no know. connection. I'm, in fact, it's so embarrassing. Let's, let's ask Melissa <laughs> a big question. Okay. Oh God, go on then. Forgiveness. <gasps> okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. It's, it's called No Fucks. It's called No Fucks. No Fucks. Okay. Give give no fucks. That's what she calls Episode it. 47. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is really interesting because she and I had a conversation about this when we met. And we have radically different. No way. Radi- Say it isn't so. Radically different. Okay. Forgiveness one-on-one. <laughs> so, this is, my, this is my forgiveness, okay. Um, 
we forgive, but we don't, it's not about forgetting. It's about forgiving. When we forgive, it's about creating space in us again. I'm out. Goodbye. I know. <laughs> Just go pee or something. I know. <laughs> Just creating space. Fingers. Parking yeah. spaces. Well, well you know, again, it's all about works. space. Yeah. You, it, forgiveness is 100% about. I call bollocks. I know. You can call, <laughs> you can call testicles, whatever you want. How do we go from I'm just calm bullshit. Well, because he said she said bollocks, which is testicles. Testicles. Bo- the word bollocks is bollocks. testicles. Did you? you it's not an know English that? word for bollocks testicles. I just word. learned something. Thank well, you. There you go. You're welcome. That's okay. going to be the chapter. I call bullshit. Bollocks. <laughs> okay, I call BS. Yes. No, so okay, so I need to look straight into the camera this, cause this <laughs> because because she wants to hypnotize you with some forgiveness. Oh, okay, we go straight on camera because this is this is I think super super important. Straighten the glass. This, in fact, this is so important. I'm going to have to. Oh wow! I need some tea. I'm going to have to waggle my glasses. This is the the tea right now, people. Right. Okay. So, this is important. Okay. So you've got to be in a specific space for this, though. You've got to have got to this space. Forgiveness is for yourself. It's not. Stop yawning, David. I saw you. It's not. It's not all about the other person at all. It's not for the benefit of the other person. It's for the benefit of yourself. So when you stop making, I'm trying not to look at you out the corner of my eye. She's trying to flip me off. I, I know. Love this. Oh, hang on. We just not look. Two, two against one. Yeah, la, la, okay. la 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 So anyway, so the forgiveness, the big F word. Uh, one of my favourite F words. Yeah. Anyway, so forgiveness. I will get there in a minute. So you do it. You do it for yourself. It's not for the benefit of the other person. It's for the benefit of yourself because when you do that again, it's this lead coat. This lead coat analogy. Just, she's putting faces. La 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 la. So, so, I was going to have not look. I, I, I have. I'm here forever. You better I stop. I was going to say. I, I was going to say because in a minute she's going to be getting the editing. She's going to cut this all out. So I better be really quick. So forgiveness is for yourself. <clears throat> it makes space in you. I have this thing that I use. It's like parking spaces, but I have a, a visual, um, shelf on the wall and mason jars and I keep everything in a mason jar and I look, take the lid off it. I look in it. I refer to it. Oh yeah. What did I learn from that? Okay. Yeah. Forgave that. Put the lid back on, shove it on the shelf. Don't want, it's not, doesn't take space in my body, in my goddamn parking spaces anymore. I just use it for that. I shelve it. I and I can refer to it when I need to. Put the lid on. Put it back. So do the mason so jars doesn't. ever get tossed or nope, removed? They're always there. No, nope, they're just there. It's just for because you don't forget. It's a point of reference. Exactly. Ah. It's not about. It's not about forgetting it. It's about learning, and then. La, la, la. I still like my. I still like my zero fucks given. No, I don't want to forgive. I don't need to forgive. I I don't like. I am going to go buy some mason jars today. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's a mental thing. You just have it. You just close your eyes and you visualize. I need. Okay. Do you? Oh, you could. I suppose you could. You could. You could do those little ones, couldn't you? You could write it on there and put it in there. But the one. The thing is, different times I take that lid off. I learn different things from it. So oh. it, it's like this stored memory. So is that new forgiveness or learned forgiveness? Like, it's, okay, I've already forgiven you. Now I'm opening up the jar again. Do I have to re-forgive you in order no, to get to the next just, step? It's just so you look back and you think, okay, what did I learn from that? Yeah, that give I've no fucks. N- that I've not forgotten. I, I have still give no fucks. This. I know. But it's, I know. <laughs> la, 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 la. No, la. we really appreciate it too because a lot of people may not have my 
I I don't want to say nobody. No, no. Your- okay. Well, if you if you want to forgive, that's on you. But my whole. I th- and again, I, mine only is the word forgiveness. Anytime in my life when someone has hurt me yeah. and I forgive them, yeah. I feel like I'm allowing them to hurt me again. So, but it's easier to give no fucks because I know what I'm dealing with when I meet that person. If I let that person stay in my life, right? right. If I know them, I now know here's that wall I have up. I'm going to protect myself from you. I'm only going to give you the generalizations of my life. I'm not going to give you any depth because I've given no fucks. If I forgive you, I'm allowing all your shit to come back in. No, giving no fucks is not forgetting. That's exactly what that is. So fuck off. I want to give no fucks. (laughs) Okay, say that again, David. Giving no fucks has nothing to do with forgiveness. It's not forgetting. But I still don't don't forgive them for being shitty to me. Because in my brain, if I forgive you- You're not giving them- a, a parking space. I know. No, no, you're, not, you're not giving them um, um, like a leverage. Pass, the pass, leverage. Uh, a pass to, to hurt you. They've already hurt you. Yeah. So you got to get that, past yeah, that. Cause that yeah. Because that is not going to change. Yeah. It hurts there. So once you get past that hurt. Yeah. You you move to and no I fucks, think, no fucks, which is also means don't forget. And but a no fucks to me generally is like you are now getting limited space in my life. Forgiveness means I'm going to, you got all access again because I've forgiven that's you. That's not true. That's okay, not, so then I'm not there yet means. because I have a lot of people who say they're sorry, but they never prove to me that they're sorry. But yeah, I'm expected to, because I've forgiven them, be the same person I've been always, even though they're still shitty. And it's mostly family. It's mostly like, of course it I want to be involved in like, so my niece and nephew's life. I don't talk to my sister. My life is so much better. Well, my sister calls me like, the only time I talk to my sister is to tell her that someone has died. Someone's getting married right. or, you know, I'm sending money to my niece who you need to take the money out because I'm sending her a gift. So that's the only time I talk to my sister. Right. And anytime I reach out, it's Okay. Whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. But she was shitty to me, and I'm actually being nice enough to tell you, hey, Auntie died. Because you have. I don't un- have to do that. Because you have unrealistic expectations. She's not going to change. The fact the fact that you're mad every time you talk to her mm-hmm. that means you have unrealistic expectations. I'm not mad at her anymore. I'm mad at the situation we were putting as children, and I'm the one who's dealt with it, and now I'm in a better space. She's still stuck because of the adults in our life. Okay. So I'm angry at people that are passed away. They can't change it. So now she's the way she is because of learned stuff, but I'm the one having to fix everything. Okay, so I'm going to bring in another word. Okay. Man, she's like a teacher up at I him. love her. Okay, so she's come back more. I love this. This is brilliant. So um, so we did the F word. So now we're going to do the C word. Cunt. Oh, no, not that <laughs> one. Oh, my God. <laughs> can't? Can't? Cancel. C-A-N. Compassion. Ah, fuck. Right. Compassion. Yeah, but who has compassion for me, though? When it I'm the one yourself. yourself. Well, I want matter. some recognition for my compassion. You have to have compassion for yourself. I can't be the yourself. only one that is this aggressive with forgiveness. Everything is <laughs> so, for yourself. She, she's so right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's Everything, for You yourself. have to have compassion for yourself, but not only that, um, these people that you need to forgive, you, you haven't forgotten you know, we're we'll making no eye contact. Have, have I'm, I'm, forgotten. I got you. Because I'm, so I'm going to cry. That's and okay. you said you were going to cry. Well, this is for you. And why am I going to end up crying? She's, she's too busy dropping knowledge to cry, man. She she's is. Like, Where's so, that mic drop? So, so compassion, okay? Yeah. Um, 
this is where the, the compassion sits in a parallel lane with forgiveness, I think. Because when you forgive somebody, that it's usually they've come from a space of pain or a space of trauma. And because they can't deal with that, they spew that. When you know they're spewing it. But why am I always a target? But. Because I'm so, empathetic? Well, no, because they're safe with you. Yeah. I don't want anybody to No. I, who am I safe with? Well, so. <laughs> so me, when me, I'm going to be. Me. I feel like I'm turning into a narcissist right I know. Now. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not at all. <laughs> I'm turning into. But, no, when you, but when you have this compassion, yeah. it, it changes it. Because, you know, when when these bad, you know. Okay, it's, you know, it's like not my monkey, not my circus, not yeah. my shit. Ooh, who not, says that? Not my shit. David. Not my shit, not my show is what yeah. I do. Yeah. So when something's coming, if I'm in a with somebody that I know yeah. is going to be volatile verbally or whatever, I just stay in there and in my mind I go, not my shit, not my show, not my shit, not my show. And it's like putting up a barrier. It's like and wearing so- a condom in the day. <laughs> You can't even see if it glows in the dark. I mean, could be what a waste of money. What a waste of money. I've got so, so many questions for that. I'm wearing play. my protective that's a condom. Whole different one. And no I'm not going to be on penetrate. that one. I don't want to know about that one. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, the compassion is because I know I've hurt other people and I've done things that need to be forgiven. Yeah. But it's because I came from a space of pain and trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's trauma. It's so weird when you say the word trauma. Because it's like supposed to be this, people think it's got to be this huge, magnificent thing, you know. Yeah. I fell off my bike and lost my half my leg and all the rest of that yeah. stuff. And it's not at all. It's, it's Trauma is what makes you go inwards. Yeah. It's what makes your soul retract. I think trauma too is the thing that shakes up your energy, shakes up the, you know, your wholeness. So my yes. wholeness yeah. is, you know, I am a physical healer, but I also think that, you know, I can make people feel better through laughter or through the things that I've gone through. Just if I explain some a trauma that I've yes. gone through yeah. and saying, you know what, I came out on the other side educated and, um, you know, I feel like there is hope. I feel like hopeful, just gonna educated. Hope. Yeah. And so if I can get through it, being through all the shit I've been through, most people can get through it. Yeah. Because I'm just this simple nurse living her best life right now trying to make the world a better place right but when i have all these negative things that have come at me my whole life i don't feel like i want to forgive that i embrace it i embrace all the shit you gave me because look where i'm at i'm i have a I, I'm on a podcast and i'm learning and all that but i think the word forgiveness has always been empty right so when someone says they're well, sorry empty, what it's you mean a, empty for you yeah, it, well, I'm I'm all like, oh, they said they were sorry. Like, yeah, but great. I'm sorry I had nothing to do with forgiveness. Well, I'm, I, I'm learning that. I but I'm sorry is a, a, a sorry word that's so empty. E- too easily thrown around. Yeah, and no one has ever really proven to me that they're sorry. It's always expected because I forgave them that they can act the same way. And the I say doormat because repeatedly, you know, insanity is repeated actions and, you know, no change of what you're doing. I became insane with that yeah. people, oh, well, that's just how they are. Or that's, you know, that they don't do that. And I, I think I realized that they had other issues that they were projecting at me. But, like, at what point does someone say, like, you know what? I hurt you, and I'm sorry for what I did, and I don't know how to make it better. But, you know, what can I do to make you feel like I'm sorry? And it's always like, sorry, 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 sorry. You know, so there's a lot of shit that goes into that forgiveness for both sides. And... 
I know that it's for me, but I don't want to forgive. I want to give no fucks. You're out of my life. You're done. I, I put up the walls. I get it. And like we said, I've, my walls are less, you know, rebarbie and concrete. Yep. They're more soft, but the word forgiveness to me has been such a negative connotation that I just am like, no, I, I don't want to hear it. Let's, let's wrap this okay. up Cynical. a bit. Hold on. So <gasps> we're going to go around the room. Okay. Okay. And we're going to ask each of us what touched you. Okay. What was the most important thing that you said that if you could pick one thing to tell the viewers, yeah. listeners, viewers, listeners, what would it be? Warren. <laughs> and and what yeah one 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 listener viewer Warren and then we're gonna tell you our favorite I know what my favorite is it's 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 pretty easy so far so let's go with you start because I have no idea what you're okay. talking about oh, no, so no. out of all the things she said and there were a the myriad of, of the things I mean we got educated today cutting cords that's my favorite cutting cords parking spaces okay clearing your mind full body that. Yeah. Doing that, I've done that for two years. It's l- transformational. And you saying that has just given me full body goosebumps. Yeah. Because it's yeah. hair is standing up seven, on your arm. Yeah, we said the same thing that we're on the same page. Yeah. Look at her. Thing. She's like really into it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's transformational. It yeah. truly is. Tr- it's something so simple. Kyle Gray, cord cutting, YouTube, three minutes. Just invest three minutes in yourself. We'll put I'll, the link. I'll put that link at the bottom. Please. I mean, thank, because, thank you, doctor. <laughs> I mean, I know. I mean, All right, I'm so, just the town. So now you're ready? Now you're ready? No, I'm not you're ready. Not, okay. So, so what's the one thing from this podcast you told? That hits the deepest of someone who's that, separated, lives yeah. with their ex, is in a relationship, has the children, you've dealt with your traumas. The whole podcast, what was the one thing that you think can resonated? Yeah, that can help the most. What the, either of you have said. Any of us. No, yourself, you. Okay. No, you said, yeah. Yeah. You said a what, lot. What do you okay. think your biggest, I know, I did what do you think your biggest helping thing yeah. was? This is a long one. I'm sorry, people. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm excited. Um, I think. You better be thinking over there. Okay. Knowing that what comes out of the other person's mouth is their pain and has nothing to do with you. Okay. I think once you grasp that, once you find that, that's why I was saying about compassion just now. Because once you grasp that, you can be compassionate for the other person. And that changed the whole dynamic of that relationship. Even if they don't know it, it changes how you perceive that relationship. Um, yeah, I think. Okay. Probably. All right, Rachel, keep it short. <laughs> yeah, because I, I use that all the time. No, we love, we love you. Um, mine, mine actually is um, not allowing other people's uh, energy and shit to be that weighted down lead coat, yeah. like you said, yeah. you know, the energy hitchhikers, the, you know, you can't take on the world if you can't take on yourself. Right. So you need to release all that, figure out your shit. I said all the time, be, be in your shit and to know what is your actual shit. Like that may not be your stuff. Like a lot of my stuff is my mom's, my grandmother's, my great grandmother's shit that has been passed down. And I was like, nope, that's a, that's the end of that cycle. Okay. And so, so when you say that, when you heal that, yeah. you heal backwards mm-hmm. to your descendants. Yeah. And you heal forwards as well to your and, offspring. And I'm buying you some mason jars. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna mason jar like my life. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I'm, I'm, I'm buying little mini mason jars and put okay. little. Could you make little, sure they're rose gold? Little, little post-it. Thanks. I mean, there. I would like them to be pretty. Yeah. I mean, the makeup and hair budget's really shit. So I mason still jar take should be. I want to mason jar and slam against the wall. But you're right. We do need like keep we need to do the divorce devil episode at the rage room. Do you ever hear that? Uh-huh. We go and you just smash it. Yes, yes, yes. We need to go to a rage room. Yeah, but, but yeah, says, so but she says we can't smash it. Uh, oh, I can smash. No, I'm not talking about the mason jars. I'm talking about the shit that they well, have. For you me should to just go and video it and then put put an excerpt of it on. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. Maybe the smash place will sponsor us and we'll get rich and I won't have to go to a day job. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. <laughs> we haven't done an hour podcast in a long time. Sometimes you need it. Long time. What I is that face? I don't you froze yeah. on my thing with like. I know. You're frozen, <laughs> but I, th- I think it's going to be okay. We'll be fine. Um, yeah, so I think my mind definitely is not allowing other people's negative energy, whatever that is, to hold on to you because you have to, like you said, you and you said a lot of profound things that we say, but not in such an elegant way. Yeah, elegant way. Um, and not, I, not- a lot of times is you know, as a, as a nurse, I want to heal people generally, all of you. Right. As a human, I need to heal my spirit, my soul, my energy. And a lot of times I take on other people's stuff so I don't have to deal with mine. And I think divorce does that. You're like, I don't want right. to deal with divorce. I got, let me fix everybody else. And so because I think you want to distract from the yeah. pain because well, it's going to cause pain whether, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. I think this is such a good, good podcast. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I got a lot of homework, man. Dude, <laughs> you got some links. Look, I always. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Dave's got notes. <laughs> what the hell? He really got notes. He I does. He adds like links oh, yeah. and you know he does that. like the timeline and all that on YouTube oh, yeah. and stuff. Okay. Again, I we thank you so much we for being here. And we learned Melissa some. We had some by. knowledge tea. We had a lot of tea here today. We got the <laughs> truths. We got the verbiage to go along with all of our parking space thing, cutting cords. Um, I'm totally gonna go watch that thing because I got some cords yeah. that need to be cut. Um, shut it, David. Mm. And um, I love how you haven't even opened your mouth. And she's I know, like, she don't knows. even go there. I, I can see him looking at me through the computer. I know, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope we help somebody. And Melissa, you are welcome back anytime with your truth knowledge. And, oh my god, you know, I love and light. You know, love and light it. and intentions. And you know, I'm so into the spiritual realm of things. Yeah. And you know, finding your space. And not everybody's gonna relate to all of it. Right. But if there's a a piece of it. Cut the cords of the past. Cut the cords of the things that don't hold any truth with you anymore. And just be you. Be happy. Be love. Be light. You know, just, I don't know. There's and just I, know, some- I know cord cutting freaks a lot of people out because they're like, oh my God, I'm going to be detached. But what it does is it gives you the opportunity to grow a clean, fresh new cord. To someone else. And I have it. grown yeah. such a better cord to my soon-to-be ex I've worked on well, it. Well, I've worked I, on it, but we at are first, we're like different much, people. Much better place. At yes. first, I was a little confused because I used to say that my ex husband's umbilical cord was still attached to his mom because he loved her more than anybody in the world. That's a whole different. That's a whole different story. But the cord cutting is, you know, releasing that toxic relationship, releasing that, yeah. you know, hold that, you know, people, you know, a lot yeah. of people made me feel guilty for leaving, but I needed to, and uh, that was a cord of you know i've got yeah. one final question for <gasps> melissa oh, okay so have you found yourself gravitating to people who are getting divorced or going through divorce have uh, you have I, I no i haven't actually because okay, okay. you, you, you've been busy though yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i'm very protective of my energy yeah. who gets in it 
Well, thank you for sharing it with us yeah, because it definitely was. We feel honored. I've thoroughly, thoroly enjoyed it. I've really, really enjoyed down. it. Thank yeah, you so I mean, much. we know it was a far ride, and we appreciate it, and we love to have guests. And like, look at that man. Yes. We learned it did some stuff. With a with a spot. And of we said tea. the fuck. Next, we next said time, the next fuck. Next time we're gonna get a spot of tea. I like sugar in my tea. By the oh, way. do you? Okay, I'll yes. bring some. I'll yes. bring a selection. I mean, you just throw your finger in there, sugar. Oh really? Wait, are you a sugar daddy? I need to. That's another gang show. I can show you pictures see, of my feet. See, see that one just starts to wrap around. <laughs> but thank you everybody for listening to Divorce Dub episode seventy nine with Melissa and uh, what's your name? Ah, oh, fuck. Rachel me. and uh, Diva. David. Divorce me, Diva. Divorce Diva. Yeah. But uh, we'll see you on the next go round. Everybody have a good night. Bye-bye. Goodbye.